0: gentlemen, with me, I have Frank and Kyle. Say hi, guys. Hey. Hey. hey,
1: hey.
0: Tonight we're going to be uh, talking about a very, apparently, broad subject. Uh, warfare. I chose this topic because, uh, I don't know. Sounds, because we face nuclear annihilation! Sounds like a lot of fun to talk about. Um, I like uh, the, the game series uh, Dynasty Warriors a whole lot. Hey, Frank, have you ever played Destiny of an Emperor?
2: <laughs> Dynasty's not good. <laughs> it's, it's not
0: a good game. It's not a great game. It took, but...
2: them, five, it took them eight fucking games before these assholes could swim. <laughs> That's true. they got to run through the water. I mean, they ran... Like, look, not all bodies of water in China are fucking, like, shin-deep. Dude, why is that so big? Because Ryan fucking really wants to let everyone know that I love Dynasty Warriors.
0: <laughs> let me fix that real quick, like... Right. How the
2: fuck I was yelling it?
0: Goddamn, well, I just fixed that, too, and it... Ah, whatever. He's positively squirting! There we go, there we go, Okay you fix it, yes? That's better. Yes, you fix it. Sorry. <laughs> no, it's a fun hack and slash game, honestly. I mean, and I know, like, there's a whole lot of uh, talk of tactics and uh, strategy <laughs> by the NPCs, but honestly, you just run through there and fucking hack and slash everything. But if uh, you ever got into the Romance of the Three Kingdoms or anything like that, like, um, the whole tactical warfare thing was like a big deal back then. Mm. I'm sure Frank can tell us mm. a little bit more about. Uh...
2: Romance of the Three Kingdoms was a lot, a lot of um, standing the fuck around and talking, and it was a. Uh, I mean, it was really, it was good. Um, it, but like, th- there were very few moments of real of real tactics being discussed in in the book. Yeah. Except for like Guan Yu flooding out an entire fortress with uh by damming up a river, that was awesome. Hello, hello everyone, and hello I want to play there, the Mike. Berserk one too. Goodbye, Mike. Goodbye. Good, day. Good day. Uh,
1: Governor, <laughs> who's that then? Well, What's
2: that how about like
0: I mean, <laughs> I, you there's obviously a book Romance of Three Kingdoms according right. to what you're saying. I didn't know it existed, but it's going off actual history, right? Like factual history
2: uh semi-factual okay uh b- because like the, the people existed but like their their the events of their lives are exaggerated i'm pretty confident that lubu didn't actually kill eight thousand people it seems like he did it feels like he did in the game for sure i mean he but i mean i'm pretty sure the number was probably a little less but <laughs> According to the Romance of Three Kingdoms, the only way that, that he was killed is that um oh what the hell is his name? I think it's the leader of the of the Wei Kingdom, the blue faction in Dynasty Warriors, got him is the one who killed him because he basically talked Lubu into getting himself beheaded or betrayed him or, or some shit like that. I can't remember how exactly how it goes, but like he had to basically execute him. cow okay, Cow, okay. thank you. Okay. I couldn't remember his name. Yeah, Those but he's are the one fake that...
1: stars behind you.
0: What? No, no.
2: Are you accusing him of not actually being in space? Look. Yeah, Look. I saw more stars fine. on
1: the left than I did on the right, and I kind of thought that was weird, and then I just saw them go to green. So <laughs> they're fake stars. I will have you know, they're some of the fakest stars. <laughs> some of the fa- fake stars. CNN stars. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh yeah. So okay, I mean yeah, obviously it's exaggerated, but right. But was was the the strategists were they more revered back then than than like normal? I mean I what I'm trying to say is strategy was above all like cuz every one of those games that I played the strategists were like like legendary and shit. And you know, you couldn't have a real army unless you had a really smart strategists, like or mm-hmm. is, is that you know is that what how it was or?
2: well uh, an army devoid of of a strategist or a strategos or a general or or some other form of leadership is is a, a mob or a horde yes <laughs> and so you know that there the the reverence for the different it, it depends on the the i guess like the level of general Ryan probably knows it better than I do, but the the strategist that was with I think it was a Shuge Liang. I can't remember. I can't remember if that was him or not. I think I know Shang Fei, Shang Fei Guan Yu, and then I think it's Shu Liang are the three um, faction leaders for. I'm going to call them green because I can't remember what direction they're in. Uh, but fact, but um, they, <laughs> but they, um, the 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 strategist for that particular faction was legendary Guan Yu was legendary for his strategies again you know he, he took an entire fortress down with minimal troops and minimal troop loss on his end yeah Liang, greatest strategist of all time i mean he's he shugueling would rank right up there with sun tzu uh as far as that goes but i mean it, 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 he's he's basically assholes and elbows above every other general of his time so i mean it's it's he's legendary because of what he is not just specifically because he is a strategist I mean, you have to defer to your strategists regardless, but in his case, it was much more than that. Okay, so like, what time era was that? Was that the 1600s, or is that earlier? No, um, the D- Dynasty Warriors took place what 3000, 3000 BC. I mean, oh. it was really, really early. I mean, it was like. Oh wow. I mean, it, I'd have to, I'd have to look at it. I'm for it. Yep. Oh, well, the entire fort, yep. On a wall, playing a loot, and then scared off an entire 10,000 army because they were convinced it was a trap. Yep. So now I'm gonna have to look it up, though. <laughs>
0: Well, um... Like... So that was a long ass time ago. When did strategy go down the shitter? When, like, I don't know... Most of my, uh... My, uh... exposure to actual warfare isn't in documentary form, but in movie form. Like, how about in, like, The Patriot? When you've got the, uh, the British Army attacking, and they're all attacking in formation. And... Just getting gunned down because the uh, American army at the time were were starting to use guerrilla warfare and hiding in trees and shit, rather than lining up in a block waiting to be shot in the face. Like, what? Why did strategy go down the shitter in that fashion? Was it like more more uh, civilized or some shit?
2: Well, I mean, are you are you talking about like fighting in? Fighting in ranks, yeah, block formation. And... I mean, you, you fight you fight in ranks to keep the established chain of command um, more informed. So, like, you have your 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 officers able to readily give information to the to the soldiers in front of you. Okay. And two, you you've got your you've got your rank and file that are going to be firing in in succession. So like you know one fires kneels the other one fires kneels and then whenever the third rank fires the first rank can fire again. If you have guerrilla warfare, your chances of shooting something are extremely low. if you're just standing by yourself and shooting so whenever like the idea was it was developed in uh in prussia doing the fire by rank which Prussia has like being a landlocked country and being constantly at war prussia managed to develop an extremely efficient both strategy system and some of the hardest soldiers on the planet at the time you can see that in the reference of your american uh, your american history books to the to the hessians that came over those were prussian mercenaries but they, they fired in rank because you have an, like, rather than, like, we have one guy, Hattie battery shoots at you, you know, bangs, he missed. But then, like, you have 50 guys firing at the same time, at the same location, a sheet of iron. Someone's going to hit him. I oh. mean, so, like, even though, like, they're firing from every direction, and it seems like in, like, the Patriot, it seems like they were really, really, really doing well. Stonewall Jackson was the best military strategist to come out of uh, West Point. I mean, he, he, we'll get there. (laughs) But then, so then, but even, even in the revolution, whenever they'd attack, they'd attack an ambush. What, what, like the, the Patriot is over dramatizing is that the, the Americans still incurred like catastrophic losses at every engagement regardless i mean they were overall effective at whittling down and keeping the british supply lines thin but not actually stopping them so i mean like whenever they'd get shot at they would form a square and then they'd fire in every direction the americans would either overwhelm them in numbers or they'd have to leave so i mean that they won but it was also comes down to morale the british didn't want to be there and and just numbers yeah. Numerically there were more Americans at the time than there were uh British. But you know, the British were vastly better supplied. So well, then you have shit like Valley Forge. You also have the fact that the Americans knew the lay of the land as well. Yep. I and mean, that's pretty important. Intel was a big Intel was a super big thing, and that was one of the biggest problems that uh um uh fuck he lost at York. Can't remember his goddamn name. Oh my god, it just slipped my mind. But the the overall commanding general of the, the British forces massively looked down on the Americans and didn't care to learn about the the lay of the land or, or anything like that. So he, he shot his entire army in both feet. That's, it's tragedy.
1: That's something that carries through all the way to this day. I mean, you even look at what we have in Afghanistan and what we dealt with a few years back. If you don't know the lay of the land, you are at a severe disadvantage no matter
0: who you are what you're doing. That's one of the reasons why we lost Vietnam.
2: <laughs> yeah. That's, I mean,
0: we didn't stand a chance yeah. in there. We, you had uh, you know uh, American soldiers having to go through fucking foxholes and shit. It's <laughs> like, getting ambushed every which way. So, yeah, that's... If you're going to send troops overseas or to a far away land I mean,
2: you better have a whole fucking lot of them <laughs> yeah Sun Tzu, Sun Tzu directed that whenever you're going to move on the attack you should outnumber your enemy at least 3 to 1 especially whenever you're assaulting somewhere that has a settlement or a fortress uh, in the, with the advent of trench warfare uh, trench warfare and, and to a lesser degree uh, guerrilla warfare ch- changed everything yeah. I mean like whenever especially like in the in the trenches you uh yes it took the living encyclopedia minute fact but like with the with the advent of trench warfare it, like everything changed everything became so like you know at the beginning of world war one you still had a lot of european forces were still marching in rank and file so that you have like these guys who have bolt action rifles so now they don't have to really they have bolt action rifles and they have uh uh, cartridge rounds. So they no longer is like the the volley fire that you have to have in order to really be effective with muskets. So then now you have all these guys that are standing there shooting really fucking accurately at each other, being like, should we like duck? I mean, or no, or <laughs> and then you have and then you then you have the 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 mobilization of automatic weaponry. Like the very first like uh uh browning water cooled machine guns so then you've got you know we're gonna kind of walk across this field and then somebody lights up the entire area with one of the water cooled machine guns and kills half your guys and everyone's like mm, there's like one of them and we're all dying everybody down so then then they start digging in trenches but then the problem was nobody wanted to move anymore you know because you dig in well I mean if, if I stand up I'm gonna die because that's whenever you started to really see the snipers come out in the in the very very beginning because then like you know you got a scout being like maybe somebody ugh. yep they're still fuck. there. <laughs> yeah, no, they're they're definitely there. I mean, they're they're dug the fuck in. I mean, that ain't that ain't going anywhere. But flame, flamethrowers made made a uh, made a in Vietnam flamethrowers were a big thing. You know, going into the going into the little uh Viet Cong tunnels and Ah, oh, I sure hope nobody is down here. <laughs> uh, well damn, somebody was there. Darn. Shit's not safe, son. You shouldn't be there.
0: Didn't uh, flamethrowers get basically banned by the Geneva Convention?
2: Yeah. Um yeah, I'm pretty sure. I mean like to you know, to be fair, yeah until the backpack got shot. I mean, that was why you try to go in face first.
0: (laughs) Oh God, I'm on fire!
2: (laughs) fire. I'd rather take a bullet to the chest than this fucking thing on my back. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, I can't imagine that, like, uh, as a um, uh, as a as a soldier, whenever they're like, take this highly flammable and extremely volatile substance and strap it to your back and go out there, and it's got an effective range of twenty feet. And get out there and you cook somebody well that's horrible in every way i mean yeah. like you know so like you get shot through the shoulder you're like oh fuck. so it's like ah, ah, ah.
0: <laughs> nothing about this is okay <laughs> <laughs> nothing's
2: good it might be i mean like you know but everything everything now is urban warfare so yeah. i mean like that would be literally everywhere
0: yeah that Wars aren't fought anymore in
2: battlegrounds. They're fought in cities and alleyways and shit. That's true. It would cauterize your wounds and everything else about you. Every hole would become (laughs) just fresh and clean. (laughs) Regardless of where it is.
0: My everything. We can rebuild him. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, what else was uh, deemed... Too horrible by the Geneva Convention. I mean, I know uh, flamethrowers is one. I know white
2: phosphorus uh, is is a big one. White phosphorus, uh, yes. Okay. Mustard, yeah. White phosphorus is a uh, is a sub. It's it's like it's like um uh, Greek fire, where if it gets wet. It doesn't matter. Well, Greek fire is if it gets wet, it it burns. It burns more. Like mm. the the flames get larger. But in white phosphorus, it's a uh, it's a chemical substance that whenever like it gets on you, uh, it burns. But then it continues to burn until it burns out. So like even if like you submerge it in water or baking soda or anything, it will continue to burn no matter what. It'll burn you down to the bone. Then it'll turn your bones to ash, and then it'll eat completely through you. But it's a chemical, not a not a not a flammable. Okay. So I mean, mm-hmm. but like, so whenever like they would fire it, the the canister would go up, the canister would explode, and then it would douse an area, and uh, it it was it's it was fucking horrible, and it, it, I mean I, I believe it actually can it actually saw minimal semi use in uh, the 17 to 1800s, mm-hmm. where they're using it in canister rounds, and then pretty much everybody was it was it was really. It's really difficult to use, just like mustard gas was. Where like you fire a canister of mustard gas, and you're like, "All right, cool, poof, mustard gas, fuck yeah!" And then the wind changes.
0: Oh fuck! And me. you're like,
2: like you're like, fuck fuck, 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 fuck. That's that's a problem with chemical warfare. Is that like you know sometimes like you're like, okay, okay, we can use it, and then the wind starts going this way. You're like, oh no,
0: <laughs> oh no. Yeah, that's uh, that's no good. <laughs> <laughs> you're, yeah, you're, uh, Kyle was saying mustard gas, which is, yeah. mm-hmm. and sarin nerve gas, I believe, was uh, banned as well.
2: Yeah, most most chemical warfare is banned. I mean, like there, I, like I, I guess, like you know the you know the the non lethals are still available. Where like you use like pepper spray or or not like pepper spray, like the the really fucked up hornet's nest version of pepper spray. That like you might actually want to choose death instead. <laughs> uh, but it's technically non-lethal, even though you may actually jump off a cliff. Um, that's still an option. And Ryan's right. The white phosphorus scene in Spec Ops, the line is, is, was really powerful in there. Funny thing, when I was playing that, I was dropping somewhere... Dr- <laughs> in the game, okay. Semi-spoilers. In the game, you have to get through this little area. And whenever, you so you use white phosphorus because there's only three of you and you have to get through all these guys that you think are the enemy. So you start pew, 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 pew on the white phosphorus and you hear all the people screaming and it turns out that it was like all these civilians and the guys that you were fighting were trying to protect them. And so you cook all these civilians and I'm sitting there like dropping white phosphorus and I'm going pew, 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 pew. pew. <laughs> and you could hear them screaming and I was just like, there's more of them. Pew, 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 pew. And then like come out and, like there's like all these cooked people and I'm just like, I'm like, Pew, pew. <laughs> They're like rolling on the ground screaming. I'm like, pew, 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 pew,
1: <laughs> You were actually not. helping them at that point.
2: I'm just like Put sitting next to him like misery. No, I was just standing next to him going, pew, 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 pew. I wasn't shooting him. Oh, oh no. Just watching him burn. <laughs> Spike pits. Spike pits. I mean, I guess that Man, makes that sense. Bamboo sticks. So yeah. But it doesn't make any sense to me because, I mean, like, you know, at that point, you know, if you are being invaded enough that you're willing to rely on on traps and trip wires and things like that, you probably don't care. <laughs> you know, I mean, because that's a level of warfare that's like, you know, uh, my home is being invaded.
0: <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? I mean, well, that's the thing too. Like, okay, so you set all these set all these traps and shit, and maybe you win the war, maybe you don't. Preferably, you win the <laughs> war, but Hopefully. Where? Now you gotta remember where all that shit is, and hopefully you don't fall into it yourself.
2: <laughs> and ninety percent of them you did not set up, so <laughs> yeah, you're like, you're like, where's, where's Wang? He set up all these goddamn spike traps. Wang died. Uh he did. <laughs> I'm moving because I ain't dealing with this shit. Did, Time yeah, to move
0: inland. Didn't they also ban the uh, buried mines in general?
2: Uh, they they do they did ban landmines.
0: Okay. Yes. The, not, clay, the
2: Claymores are still around. Claymores are yeah, because Claymores, you are not uh they're they're they sit up yeah and they blow out. So I mean like you can you can see where they are, I guess is the is the big is the big uh difference. Uh but you still have shit like you know the bouncing Betty which is fantastic and awful all at the same time. <laughs> uh, and but Princess Diana, she went around the world uh, that was her big her big charity was to go around the world and and uh pay to remove old landmines from from war sites, right. And I mean,
0: how many wars we've had, and how many times we've actually, or anybody's actually used landmines? There's probably still tons of them out there. And, oh yeah, yeah.
2: Well,
0: not not only on
2: land, but like, on but C2. that's yeah, the yeah. smallpox blankets aren't aren't war technically. They're <laughs> they're part of. I mean, they're they're sort of like you know population attrition, but they're not war technically. <laughs> Cultural war.
0: What else was banned? Uh, wasn't it like, I think I remember, Mr. Hollis, telling us that uh, anti-aircraft weapons on people <laughs> was banned in the Geneva Convention.
2: <laughs> what do you mean on people? Like, like instead
0: of using it to take out aircraft, you just point it down at people <laughs> instead
2: isn't that no longer anti aircraft
0: it's anti-people
2: <laughs> yeah i mean like that's okay i mean that's that's perfectly acceptable that's war in general you aim at the people <laughs> <laughs> You, know? oh, you got
1: people up there. You got people over here.
2: What the hell away, the difference? Sure. Well, away, people, buddy. The people up there are moving real fucking fast. The people down there are looking at them going, out, they're moving real fucking fast. So shoot the people who are looking at those fucking people and you fucking kill the shit out of those people. I'm trying to get my numbers up.
1: <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> you guys ever watch, you ever watch uh, what is it, The Apocalypse Now? I never saw it. So there's there's a scene in there because it takes place in Vietnam. There's a scene in there. This, this reminds me of that. It's sort of relevant. Where, where uh, Martin Sheen's with the, the helicopter uh, crew, and he's shooting all these people. And Martin Sheen's like, how can you kill women and children? And the guy goes, oh, it's easy. You just lead him a little less. That wasn't
0: Apocalypse
2: Now. It wasn't? I swear to God it was. Was it?
0: That was Full Metal
2: Jacket. No, because I never saw Full Metal Jacket.
0: Yeah, uh, it was... It was. Uh... Here comes a great googly moogly. yeah, oh, yeah it was private uh, hey. private joker. Oh my god. He's like it how actually can bucks? you
2: shoot? I women? Swear to god, I watched this movie. That I mean, mean
0: unless love. unless they said it in both movies. I mean I could be wrong because I haven't seen Apocalypse now, but I'm ninety nine point nine percent certain it was full metal jack.
2: You're you're probably right. Oh, oh, that makes me feel like an asshole. That's okay. <laughs> it's not that I, weird.
0: I got one. I mean I usually get one, so everybody gets one. Easy, you just don't lead him as much. Ain't war hell.
2: <laughs> oh, no, you're right.
0: He's like shouting out, Get some, get some,
1: <laughs> get some.
0: Yeah,
2: oh, that's disappointing. I'm disappointed in myself. All right, I forgive you, baby. I don't, <laughs> my one Indian tear.
1: <laughs> it's good to know that cup still works in space, damn it, man. <laughs> Look. <laughs>
2: When that fuck you up like he goes to take a drink and like, all the stuff just starts floating up?
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Don't do
1: that. Your green's showing. <laughs> Your
2: green's showing.
1: Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> you got oh, fingers. Nice. glowing fingers. He was actually an fingers. alien. And he wants to know about our warfare so that he can um, actually use it to his advantage when he comes when he brings his whole family.
2: <laughs> his whole family? That's they're just gonna—they're gonna roll it, be like, "You tasted my bread. But Neil is an alien. Real talk.
0: Don't don't even go there. I know what you're thinking. <laughs> that's straight out, of, that's <laughs> straight out of Invader Zim. He's like asking the teacher, "In the event of a full-scale alien invasion, how do you how uh, prepared do you think Earth's defenses are?" Tell me. <laughs> oh no. Here we go.
1: We're not cut the stream, that. cut it. Yeah, we gotta cut go. It. Hey Women glow and men plunder. <laughs> so let's Cal,
2: talk do a... you hear that? Do you hear that thunder?
0: <laughs> let's talk a little bit about uh more oh, yeah. more uh, modern warfare. What do you think about that? Oh, here we go again.
2: Look she's got a point. You know. You look you look dashing. Don't listen to these people. You're sexy uh,
0: bitch. (laughs) Call of booty. Call of booty.
2: Alright, so so okay, sorry. Real ask your question again. I'm sorry. Some more
0: modern warfare. How how accurate do you think these modern warfare games are? Like not necessarily like, if I shoot you, um, you instantly get hit kind of deal because that's just hit scan. But I'm talking like you know the stories behind it, like the uh, special ops, and their what they do and whatnot. Do they seem like that would be
2: kind of based on what actually happens in real life? Uh, I mean. Loosely based around. I mean, like I would say that it's it's substantially more dramatized. But I mean, the, their depiction of like a lot of the uh, you need to try to be more insulting. I'd appreciate that. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh,
2: but they're they're it's it's more dramatized. But I would say like the weaponry and the situations aren't necessarily uh, inaccurate. I guess. Okay. I you love know what I'm the saying. Fact-
1: I like the fact that they've, like, at the games that we play, Mm
2: -hmm.
1: have brought to light what they actually use in modern warfare today. And what I mean by that is they have the exact weaponry that they use in real life. I think that's really cool because it gives the people playing the game the perspective of what it would look like potentially if you were on a battlefield. I think that's realistic. I don't think that the weapon damage and and some of the things that happen in the video game could be relative to what happens in real life. Simply because you can't get a feel for that unless you've actually been there and gone through it. Mm -hmm. Uh, I I think that that's good, though, because the people that are playing the video game, they're not going to have you know, long-term effects from playing that video game. So right. in that regard, I feel that the realism is there. It gives you a sense a feel of what it would look like.
0: But yeah, you don't get the feeling of uh, dread or the stress or, right. um, you don't get shot in your field. of vision gets all bloody for a few seconds and then right. you're good
2: to go. You know? Yeah. My, uh, I had a friend of mine that, uh, we used to get together and play battlefield all the time. It was like a, as a big group. Um, We, he, he, he was in, uh, he was in combat. He had gone over to Iraq, I think three or four times and, uh, he, they just kept sending him back and he was like, Oh God, I don't want to go back. But he he had been in firefights, been shot at. He almost got killed by an RPG. And then so whenever we would have all these little get-togethers, he wanted to come over. And he wanted to play and hang out with everybody. But like he couldn't bring himself to play the game because like it started happening, and like everybody, like everyone had all this little monitor, their own monitors around, and and all the gunshots and shit. And he would just start shaking, and he start sweating, and he start like crying, and he had to like leave because he he just it just took him straight back, right. like it was realistic enough that all the gunshots around him and all the screaming and all the, all the explosions took him straight back whenever he got shot at, like almost killed. And I'm like, I'm like, so real, like I would say that their, their depiction is, is real enough to let you know what it is. But I don't know. I mean, like I guess in this context, I mean, it's really close for him. It was close enough. I mean, I haven't been in that, so I couldn't give you like a, a real definition. I think Kyle's, I think Kyle's explanation is, is, pretty it's pretty accurate but i mean like that's one thing that like that is nice about you know call of duty is that like you know you hit somebody and then they just kind of you know there's not there's no viscera you know i mean like and that and that is a big difference where like you're you're fighting in a video game and someone gets popped in the dome and and call of duty and they just sort of take a dirt nap but i mean like in you know in life someone like someone gets hit in the face you know and it sprays your buddy's brains all over your jacket and now you get to spend the rest of the day with that on you. Rest of the yeah. day. <laughs> yeah, that's, rest of your life. <laughs> that's that's right. my you know my 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 grandfather was first wave Omaha Beach in uh, on D Day, and that's what happened to him. The the drop thing went down. His friend that he'd been with for like ten years got just clapped right in the mouth, and he spent the rest of the beach with that right across him yeah, you know, so I mean, like it's that it's that kind of level of realism that's luckily removed from the game. And I think that's what I like about a lot of the modern warfare, modern war modern war titles, like Battlefield and Call of Duty, that they don't have the viscera in there, so that it makes it more approachable. Sure.
1: I mean, i'm I play simulators. I've played simulators for years, and I think a lot of that has to do with me wanting to have the absolute closest thing to the real deal in first person shooters and battlefield call of duty these games like this like frank said i am grateful that they don't go that far because you would have a certain amount of people that have gone to war not be able to play these not even be able to have them in their house like if their son wanted to play or whatever they wouldn't even allow. they wouldn't even be able to have these titles in their in their house so Mm -hmm. in that respect and and like you said frank with your friend sometimes i mean depending on the level of severity that's too much i couldn't imagine it being any more realistic but the way that technology is going it's becoming more and more realistic every day Mm -hmm. so
2: yeah so lovely, lovely says, which games did they base off certain wars and had clips/slash pictures of said war? Man, there are so many. Uh, the one that immediately comes to mind is Battlefield One right now. Um, mm. It's uh, it's pretty arcadey though. I mean, like Battlefield One, it does. I I wanted so much out of that game, and it did not even come close to capturing the spirit of the Great War. Not even close. Which is really disappointing because that could have been. I mean, just like the I mean, bolt-action rifles, bayonet charges, fighting in the trenches with clubs and knives and shovels and shit. None of that fucking happens. There are almost no levels with trenches, almost none. And, and I'm like, that's the big thing about World War One was trench fighting. And like, but then you got like some asshole running around with a what, a fucking like full-size you know machine gun that normally four people would operate, and this guy's just, and then he's just walking by. I'm like, no, the the recall, He'd be like. <laughs> his arms would fall off. Oh, I
1: can't hear anything.
2: <laughs> it was awful. I mean, like I spent a lot of that game just going like, no. Not so much.
1: Not really. <laughs> Another good game title was uh, Battlefield 1942. Mhm. Mhm. Uh, the single player campaign mode where it started you off in in a boat that was approaching the beach. Uh yeah with with being fired upon as soon as the as soon as the drop came down and that was that put you in the moment like that was about as like they did an excellent job putting you in the moment um it was it was kind of like it kind of got your adrenaline going a little bit like oh yeah looking around the guy next to you is puking um there's a dead guy on the boat and then all of a sudden you you're getting bombarded with bullets, sprayed, and there's people dying all around you, every every point two seconds. Just and you're like, holy shit, I'm going to die right? Off- I just started this game. What the fuck? Uh, I need, uh, I need to get behind a rock. Go, go, go! Run. What's the run? Go, go, go! <laughs> <laughs> like you kind of started getting um, that feel like uh, like your 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 senses heightened. So yeah, it was a, that was a pretty in in detail game that for sure
0: like hit me I was like oh god i i got to get behind a rock
1: <laughs> i'm going to die
2: weren't
0: yeah. pretty much all of the original call of duties and even medal of honor all of them were based on ww2 uh
2: yeah the they they started the um the world war 2 genre uh of of first person titles yeah. uh like of of real first person um uh, Stuff, so especially like the original Call of Duty, where like it was interesting because like you had you had in the original Call of Duty in the Russian campaign, which is something that you don't really see a whole lot of, was the um, like the in the Battle of Stalingrad where they're coming across in the boats and the Luftwaffe is destroying the shit out of these ships as they're coming across, just strafing them, and then you get actually get off of the ship and you know if you ever seen Enemy at the Gates, uh, they they have the same thing where like like one guy gets a rifle, one guy gets a clip and then because they didn't have enough guns and ammo right. for everybody and then they're like get the fuck in there and then if you turned around they shot you you know if you like so stalin's command of no st- not one foot backward was a literal command <laughs> i mean right. it wasn't it wasn't a euphemism it was if you turn around and the officers see your eyes they will kill you i mean they had machine guns set up behind to kill people who were running in the other direction oh god that I mean, and that's and that's historical fact. Uh, that that legitimately happened, like nonstop. Khrushchev was all about that, cause he was the right hand of Stalin, the big old bloody killing my own folks hand. Uh, but that that the some of the games go so so much deeper. I mean, yeah, dramatized, but you know, so are movies. But so much deeper than like a lot of like movies do in depiction, especially the Call of Duty and then the Medal of Honor. You were asking about, like, modern warfare type stuff, the mm-hmm. first Medal of Honor that uh, the Medal of Honor remake, I, I'm, gonna call, I'm hesitant to call it a remake because they didn't remake the World War II one, but they made it the modern one. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about? I think so. It was made by Danger Close, and it was really, I really liked it. I liked the first-person campaign. People fucking hated the the multiplayer or whatever. But the the first person, the, the campaign was pretty accurate, I felt. From the things that I've read and the 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 debriefing transcripts and things like that of some of these other missions that have taken place in Iraq and Afghanistan from some of these Spec Ops groups, and it was it was really interesting to to experience, and that was one of those ones that like it's so it's so severely, you know, realistic minus viscera that it's like okay this is awful, you know I can see why people would wanna would wanna go back, you know. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> It
1: some some movies actually put you. I know me on a personal level. Uh, while while you're sitting there watching it, um, you actually get caught up in the moment, and it's like, oh my God, is this is this what it really is like? Like you you just you kind of you're watching it and you're seeing you know body parts flying, and somebody went to go pick somebody up, and, and their arm fell off, and he thought. He still had them, but he turned around and he just got an arm in his hand. Some guys picking up their own limbs. I mean, it's just like, holy shit. Like, yeah, it gives you perspective that you, honestly, I don't want. Like, I don't want to know. Like, if I, if I don't have to be there and, and don't have to do that, I don't want to know about it. Like, I don't want to see it on any level. I don't, like, it's kind of like, why Why did I come and watch this? Like. <laughs> I don't wanna see that. No one wants to see that.
2: The, I mean, the, un- one, the one thing that I really wish that we could have, and, and we've come close a couple of times, is a uh is a really realistic revolution or civil war title. And and I say really realistic because you know, whenever like we watch a lot like the, the way that the bullets were designed in the revolution was Musket balls. Mm-hmm. Right. Those do so much fucking damage to the human body. I mean, like that. Like there, there's the the Brown Bess, the the standard issued armament for the British military at the time. Fired a 75 caliber ball. It's that fucking big, and it hits your body and it flattens, and it takes everything with it. So I mean, imagine a ball that big striking your fucking torso flattening on contact because it hits your body and it just starts to flatten out and then it hits your bones and your organs and it goes all the way through you. But like in a lot of these movies like even in The Patriot, people are getting shot and they're like oh and I'm like no it would be like bam and, then, and you see all this shit fly out behind him. So there were there are handwritten accounts we were talking about Civil War shit earlier at Gettysburg, General Sickles division gets caught in a pincer between Armistead and stonewall jackson and they literally shoot the shit out of this division so bad that like 96 percent of them died there was so much blood and organs in this in the field that it was up to people's ankles of an, an open field there was so much blood the ground couldn't drink it all up like it wouldn't dry and you don't get that because it always seems like people like they dismiss these old wars as not being as as violent or as consequential as, say, like World War II or World War, or even World War One or even modern war. Like they're not as violent. You know what I'm saying? Whenever like the the amount of the amount of tissue damage and and like I said, viscera that comes from just being hit by fucking one ball, right. is unbelievable. The cannons. I mean, like they at Gettysburg they fired. Canister shot and rocks and glass and nails at the oncoming Confederates at Pickett's charge. We're talking they're like fifteen feet away and they got shot by powder packed glass nails rocks at fifteen feet away. Those things are going at like two thousand feet per second and it's hitting these guys point blank. It'd been ass blood and guts, literally as far as the eye can see. It'd been like poof, and all you see is red like blood and brains and bones flying in every direction. And it's like, would you classify that as being less fucking horrible as what as what you see in you know like um, Call of Duty shit? No, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, like, I mean, it, it's it's staggering how fucking horrifying it is.
0: We've gotten a whole lot more efficient in killing as time yeah. has gone on. I mean, we're not. Mm-hmm. The only time there's ever any real kind of gore nowadays is if you're trying to intimidate somebody. Otherwise, you go for the headshot. You go for the heart shot. Both, if you can, and that's it. I mean, you don't have to blow people up anymore. Mm-hmm. It's 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 about getting the kill and eliminating that threat. Back in the day, they they didn't have the
2: technology that we have. That's all they had. That's <laughs> all they had was just like you have a you have a gun. It fires one time. It better only have to hit them once. Yeah, and I mean, gunpowder itself was pretty inefficient.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I
2: mean it. Yeah, back back in the revolution, it it burned slow. I mean, that's why you get the tss,
0: poof. Yeah. So I mean, as as time has gone on, gotten more efficient and I don't want to say it, but a little bit more elegant in killing.
2: Mm-hmm. No, that's not that's not inaccurate. I mean, like the the romanticism in in combat was there. Except for that, you know, the it, an ideal that was there. In practice, it was it was just, you know, it was killing like anything else. You're killing because you need to do it and because it needs to happen. It doesn't need to be pretty. It just needs to happen. But mm-hmm. well, we were talking earlier about walking in straight lines.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And and I and I will posit this as food for thought. Can you imagine? Let's just go with Pickett's Charge. An entire division walks across in a completely open field at an entrenched enemy with cannons. So they walk a mile under cannon fire with 15 15,000ish 15, people shooting at them from rocks, fences, and they have to walk across that entirely open field. Can you imagine the dedication and the drive and the the uh belief in what you're doing to f- literally walk shoulder to shoulder with everybody else? knowing that that's that's what you have to get to it's an execution at that i point. mean it it's and, and you know and, you're it, walking into it so <laughs> and can you imagine having that level of i believe in this i believe in this so much that i'm literally willing to walk into like honest to god gonna die and a lot of them like a lot of some of them like uh general almost gets killed in Pickett's charge for example he delivered this famous speech, and there's paintings all over the place where he gets off of his horse. The guy's like in his 50s or 60s, takes his hat off, puts it on his sword, and he gets in front of his entire division and charges all the way to the uh, to the end of, to all the way to Cemetery Ridge. I mean, he didn't have to, but he believed in the cause, and he believed in his men so much that he got off and he charged. Can you even imagine doing that? No, I can't.
0: No, not even a little bit. No.
2: Be <laughs> like, oh, they got guns? I'll be here.
0: I mean, that kind of reminds me a little <laughs> bit of uh of the original Warhammer, Battle of the Horn Rat. Um when you're like a a regiment of like block people a regiment and you're going against a monster like a troll, for example. You have to pass a fear check. Uh if your if your regiment fails that fear check, they fucking run for the hills. They just flee. I mean, whether or not they got attacked or got killed or anything like that, they just run and you lose control of them. So, I mean, to have that kind of dedication and and uh, pass all of your fear checks and not give in to your human instinct and run for the damn hills. Yeah. Just like Brandon said, balls of fucking steel.
2: <laughs> yeah. Do you, you, I remember I remember taking Kyle to go see uh, the third Lord of the Rings movie. And and I and I love the look on his face when it's the Battle of Minas Tirith. You have like this very small garrison of of troops inside of Minas Tirith, getting ready to fight, and they're all in their armor and whatever. And and was like, you know, like, oh, okay. But then like whenever it panned up, and you saw the tens upon tens of thousands and thousands right. of orcs out there, causing... And yeah. I, and I and I remember looking at him and being like, can you imagine? Knowing that you have to stand that wall, otherwise you're going to lose everything.
1: Prepping for that, like, no, like you, you know how you feel. Prepping for the war before you see your enemy. Okay, yeah. You're lacing up your boots. You're making sure that you have your ammo. You're getting in the mindset. I'm going to war. And then you look off a balcony and you see as far as your eye can see of your enemy. And at that point, like I would literally take a deep sigh and be like, "All right, let's fucking do it and <laughs> just go, just go, and just keep going until your arms
2: did not go don't, anymore." Don't As an think. archer looking yeah. down,
1: you'd have to just just keep
2: <laughs> yeah just, just don't think, going. Just don't, think, don't think about it. Just keep going. Don't, I mean, like go. one after another.
1: <laughs> yeah, until you get taken out, because you know. I mean, I'm sorry, but. You know what your forces are, and when you look out and you see that, you your chances are you're not gonna hold this fucking fort. So <laughs>
2: They're <not> great. <laughs> They're not real super. They're well, super duper low.
0: Well, just like we said before, I mean, you have to. It is intimidating as it is. You have to have way more in numbers to be able to siege uh, a stronghold, because you got all the advantages. You got the high ground. You got the you got the traps. You got the high walls, everything. So it may be intimidating, and it, and it should be, but at the same time, a whole lot more of them are going to die than you. And it might be that all of you die, but in the end, more of them will die. <laughs>
2: yeah. Sometimes sometimes that matters. Some, contextually, in, in in the case of the Lord of the Rings, they didn't mind so much. I mean, like, you're going to kill 100,000 orcs, Okay, there's like two hundred thousand still in Mordor. It's whatever. You all died, but you know, whatever. <laughs> Pretty much.
0: I mean, you look at the the Battle of uh, Helm's Deep. Like that's exactly what they felt as well. I mean, they were literally, they moved all the way from uh, what was the town that uh, Edoras Yeah, They moved from there to Helm's Deep, and literally boxed themselves in. It was it was it. I'm like. We're going to win here or we die. That's it. Mm. So, and Theoden had said at the time, I mean, no one's ever reached Helm's Deep before. And then it exploded. <laughs> the enemy knew that historically hey, no one's ever reached Helm's Deep before. We've got to do something unorthodox.
2: No one ever fought a wizard before.
0: <laughs> You're a
1: wizard, Harry. <laughs> You're a lizard, Harry. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Oh yeah. No, I mean, yeah. That's that's. I get choked up. I get choked up in the reading the Lord of the Rings whenever like they they have the the huge battles. I'm like I'm like. <laughs> so do
0: I, man. I'm not reading, but because I don't do that. Um, but yeah, I know. When I I
2: I, I got the implication. Oh, fuck you. Uh,
0: <laughs> oh, no, totally seriously. Cool. When I when I saw like the the whole when uh, uh Rohan showed up. To the Battle of Manastiris, and started rallying up and
2: getting ready for the charge. Oh, little, dude, I was there. A little tear my I was fucking. I was fucking pumped. I was like, I mean, like it. it I mean, like it was one of those like that. The speech was so rousing that if I could have, I mean, like the people in front of me. I mean, I was like, Nah, I'm not gonna hit him. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna. I was gonna start beating the shit of the people in front of me like.
0: Oh man, they're talking about what is that? Talking about
2: talking about toys.
0: Like, what is that? Is that like? Is that? Legos? Oh, that actually,
2: that, that looks a lot like the thing. I think I got my kids. <laughs> it's a marble factory. Rube Goldberg oh, machine. Oh mind. nothing like Goldberg. Is he gonna like do a DDT out of there?
1: That's not Goldberg. That's not Goldberg. Who is
0: that?
2: Damn it! I
0: don't know. The uh, DDT is a can... pretty generic move, actually.
2: Whatever. So it could be. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> You don't fucking know. <laughs> Dang, what cool voice
1: setup!
0: <laughs> so prepping for war. Uh, I was talking to Kyle earlier about um boot camp and <laughs> recruitment <Abacus>. and stuff.
1: <laughs> abacus, abacus. Um. <laughs> uh, I'm a hill.
0: So. As far as prepping for war, going through the boot camp, going through basic training, all that stuff, and then doing your time, doing your tours, surviving, and coming back home—how how do you think? Um, I mean, let's just pretend like you know the the tours didn't happen, or, or the tours were relatively, you know, no action. Just the boot camp alone, do you think that that has a negative effect after they re enter society? No. Okay. The boot camp itself? Yeah. Just the boot camp? Just the boot camp? Yes. Okay. Awesome. We got to
1: see Well, I mean, I can only go so deep into that. Okay. Because I've seen it happen. I'm
2: I, I'm actually interested in that, then.
1: I feel that in a boot camp, no matter what the division, obviously some divisions are harder on boot camp than others. I've seen people come back with broken limbs from boot camp. Uh, but I've also seen um, how it affects you mentally uh, coming back from boot camp. Uh, two separate people. Um... I honestly believe that what they do uh in boot camp is make you a a uh a weapon. I don't feel that they there's nothing there's nothing there that's there for your feelings. Nothing. Uh that's to be taken care of after you've gone and completed your tour and you've come back and we we'll take care of you when you come back.
0: Sure, yeah, totally. But,
1: yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Wink, wink. Yeah, we'll take care of it. Just like uh, we'll promise you time off, and, and you'll be able to see your family on Christmas. Oh, sorry. One year, two year, three years, five years down the road. We know we haven't given you Christmas off, but we've given you New Year's, so that's cool, right? I know we promised you Christmas, but New Year's is good enough, right? Yeah, we thought so. We didn't think you'd have an issue with that. Anyway, I could go on about the military for days, but... um. As far as a boot camp is concerned, I honestly believe that they are trained to become fighting machines. Um, And it affects you mentally. Uh, You are not the same person you were that you went in as as when you come out. You are not the same person in any way, shape, or form. And I don't care if it's six weeks training. I don't care if it's four weeks training. You are not the same person at all. Simply from what they actually teach you in, in that boot camp.
0: Appreciate that. Um, no, absolutely. You're absolutely right. And, and as far as, uh, or at least I think you are, uh, as far as, uh, the whole boot camp thing goes, the, uh, the movie Full Metal Jacket does a really good job of showing what they used to go through in boot camp. I mean, it's changed since then because of the fact that, uh, um, you know, you, you're not allowed to hit people anymore, apparently, even though I'm pretty sure it still <laughs> goes on. <laughs> right, yeah. Uh, but...
2: You're just not supposed
0: to talk about it. Yeah. Um. But, I mean, the amount of screaming in people's faces, the amount of just sheer negative energy that people have to swallow, it's got to go somewhere. <laughs> and, yeah. and and that's one of the things that, um, you know, Joker had said in the movie is... The Marine Corps does not want slaves. The Marine Corps wants killers. And that's exactly what they do in boot camp is just deprogram you from normal living and reprogram you
2: as a machine to kill. Right. Now, I... I I mean, here's the thing about about boot camp. And, you know, they, they yell at you because they want you to not die. Yeah. That's the goal. Don't die. And it's like... So whenever they I mean yes, it's negative, yes, it's harsh, but I mean like you know they want you to uh if it if you if they turn you into a killer, that means they don't turn you into a dead person so I mean like you know it's better that you live as a killer than you know you go home in a box
1: sure so so you would agree that in some way shape or form they are changed in boot camp
2: yeah. Right. The, the mentality, the mentality changes you, I, I suppose. And the but at the same time, I, I don't know that. It would be. It would change you in so much as that it would make you more aware and prepared to take action should the necessity arise. and so like i don't know if i because i i i for a call correctly the 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 question was a negative impact and i don't really know if i would call that a negative impact because i mean like then like it kind of comes to that you know if 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 the need if the need arises then uh you know you you are willing to do something versus everyone else you see what i'm saying right you have more you have more uh uh combat knowledge and experience
0: Sure, I mean, and I, I guess the discipline as well, but, I mean, just like Kyle was saying earlier, you're, once you're re-entered back into society, what what does that skill get you, and you're a killing machine, what is What is what what is that good for? I mean, you you can't just flip it off like a light switch. Have you ever no. seen the movie um, Jarhead? Uh, no, I did not. Saw kind of <laughs> clips of it. I didn't watch the whole thing. Yeah, I, it was it was an interesting movie, but that and also American Sniper kind of uh, did a pretty good job of showing somebody that's done their time and come back and has not been able to flip the light switch off successfully. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, I mean, that's terrible. I mean, you you see all these vets that they are unfortunately fucked up in the head, and they can't fix it. They're they're and and the, the, I don't know. I mean, I I don't have a whole lot of experience talking to veterans, but I just hear it in the news that they're getting denied pretty much any kind of mental uh, assistance, uh, mental health checks because of the long lines at the VAs and whatnot. And I don't know. It just it just sounds terrible. And and it's it's a whole lot like. Doing time in prison, and then coming back out and re-entering society, and just having to forget about that punishment you just did, because uh, you're you're a citizen now, minus the fact that you're you know convicted felon. You can't buy a gun anymore or anything like that or vote. But I don't know. That's that's my my thing on um, boot camps. Uh, we were watching a documentary earlier about um, you know the scared straight programs. Mm-hmm. Um, and how they're supposedly uh, getting kids to act right after they've been slipping up at ages twelve and up. Um, they, as of apparently, as of twenty eleven, have stopped the, those programs. That's mm-hmm. unfortunate. Because <laughs> uh, now is
1: at the time that we need them the most.
0: Honestly, yep. it. I mean, the the data had shown that um, data had shown. Um, that it wasn't effective is actually causing more harm than good Um, and that's exactly what I was saying earlier about boot camp you scream at these people all day long you basically throw a shit ton of negative energy their way and that's supposed to make them better I mean what the programs they have nowadays are they're educating people they're sitting down and talking to them and relating and 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 trying to give them an idea. I mean, they'll they'll still you know tour them around the prison and say, hey, this is where you're gonna end up, but they're not putting them in front of you know uh, a gang of drill prisoners. Drill sergeants, yeah, gang, right. drill sergeants, gang of prisoners, are yelling in their faces and stuff. They're talking to them. They're saying, hey, what's going on? And usually these these kids come from you know uh, abusive parents and and, you know, uh, family members that were uh, criminals as well. And the kids, they'll, they'll come out and say, I mean, it's not 100% successful, obviously, but they'll come out and say, hey, I mean, this is all I know. Show me otherwise. Uh, it was a scare
1: tactic for kids, but I think we're getting a little off topic. It was a scare tactic, but at the same point, I mean, you you had that on one hand and now we have the exact opposite now. On the other, with uh, children and how they're raised. So, I and mean, you can't touch them. You can't do anything about it.
2: So do whatever the fuck,
1: yeah, whatever the hell they want. And that's a whole top, a whole nother topic for a whole nother time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'd like to get in on that one. <laughs> We're talk about beating some kids. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I am proficient in this subject.
0: I'm running out of uh questions to ask. You got anything, Frank?
2: I don't ha- I don't have
1: questions about war. How about you, Kyle? <laughs> <laughs> I wa I want to go play video games <laughs> and stream more. <laughs> we do a bunch of streams. <laughs> yeah, we do streams all day.
0: Alright. Would I you say I it's show? extreme? Get the fuck out of here.
1: <laughs> oh my goodness. This is why I love you. I love you too. <laughs> All right. Well, <laughs>
0: talk to me. I guess if we're uh, we're done chatting about it, we'll go ahead and wrap up the show, and uh, you guys can go back to your vidges. We're streaming, so you can be there too. I mean, I could.
2: That's <gasps> because he doesn't love <laughs> us anymore. He it does. It just doesn't show. So I would, but it's covered. Nevermind.
0: That's fine. So. Uh thank you all for joining us tonight thanks for watching thanks for listening we hope you had a grand time we did if you liked what I you saw mean, or heard I'm
1: going to play with my blocks <laughs> my <mom's. laughs>
0: give us a like comment, subscribe, follow follow us on Twitter like us on Facebook and give us money no, just kidding
1: He doesn't mean it
0: <laughs> we'll have a uh, new podcast out probably uh, next Saturday Cool. But until next time <laughs> we I'll see you later.